I feel a bit of a fraud this morning. Oh, Vicky introduced the fact that we're all worshipped up, ready to hear the word. I don't have a single scripture this morning. Yep. Yeah. But I, I do have a challenge for everyone. My uh, title this morning is What You Gonna Do? And I don't actually want to particularly reference any bad boys. My question in full is what you're going to do today to deepen your relationship with Jesus? It's all right, I've got time. Now, if I'm honest, I suspect that not many people came to church this morning with an answer to that question. Am I right? And if you're honest, if I came around without giving you time to th make up a good answer and asked everybody, what you going to do to deepen your relationship with Jesus today? Most of the answers, I think, would be uh, nothing or I don't know. Would that be fair enough? Because, you see, I don't know about you, most of us come to church on a Sunday and at least I'm hoping this is the case, most of us, and, uh, and next week, s Saturday, that is going to be exciting. Um, who is bringing the cocktail frankfurts? Oh. J just saying. Not that I, 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 when it comes to finger food, I like the simple things. Um, most of us come to church on a Sunday hoping to hear something new, something fresh, something that changes our perception of church or of Jesus or of the Holy Spirit, and we come to make new connections. We come to refresh old connections. Um, there might be an opportunity for us to pray for people, to bless someone, perhaps with a free coffee, or invite them to lunch during the week, or even a small gathering that we'll be talking about next week. But, and, and I know that's not true of all people, but most of us would rather, for instance, that the preaching didn't actually mess too much with our lives. It's nice to hear something new and fresh, but heaven help us that what he says on stage makes us actually do something. But this morning, I want us to think differently. One of the key things we talked about last week at I Love My Church Sunday was that our gatherings in 2024 would be aimed at growing together. Now, I don't know what you understand by grow, but... Um, I've got a garden which I look at occasionally because Vicky works very hard in it. Um, and I notice that her main joy is that things grow. Also, her main complaint is that things grow. It's the weeds. They grow faster than the rest of it. And when I look at the garden, the growth changes things. Things are different when they grow. And so we've got this diagram here which says, you know, our intention is to grow together. And it's got a few things around it which are components of that growth. You know, seeing Jesus in everything we do. Loving others as we, as we love ourselves. Serving God and his purpose. And having an impact on the future of believers and non-believers alike. And, and we unpacked what that might actually mean to individual people or us as a church last week. But in essence, it's a challenge 
for us to embrace change. Because in order to do all of these things more effectively, we have to do something different than we're doing now. And, some, and, and sometimes that's not e easy to do. It's easy to do as a church because we sort of think, well, everybody's doing something, so nobody's going to notice if I'm perhaps not doing as much as I could. But when it comes to individuals, we actually have to do something that changes our, our life individually. And sometimes that's not easy because we're all busy. And we all, we, all, we all have routines which are hard to break. Sometimes routines get broken and, and make life very difficult. Um, as most of you know, Vicky and I are actually living in two places at the moment. And we're dividing our time between the two. And this has disrupted my, my routines tremendously. I mean, this week I didn't shave until last night because I left my razor at the other place. And luckily I wasn't seeing too many people would really matter if I looked terribly scruffy, so that wasn't too bad. But I have, in one place, an electric toothbrush that I use and Colgate dental floss, which I've got really used to. But in the other place, I have to use a manual toothbrush, which I've got to be careful I don't scrub my gums to death with because I'm not used to using one. And I've got Oral-B dental floss, which is really thin and hard to use. I hate it. But I... But I've had to adapt to try and keep my dental routine going. There's, you know, we've got a, a great view that I thought this will be great in the morning. I can get out and I can, I can find a place in the wilderness and I can commune with God. So far, Olivia, I've been so knackered in the mornings. I haven't, I haven't managed to get out of bed, never mind go and commune with God. Uh, and, but... I recognize there's a need for, for me to adapt to these changes in my life and bring my life into an order where God is still at the center of what I do. And so back to my question, what are you going to do today to deepen your relationship with Jesus? I think it's a loaded question is that you're all sitting there thinking, well, he's obviously going to say, you've got to pray more, read your Bible more, come to church. And, and obey the word of God. But I think deepening our relationship with, with Jesus is far more wide-ranging than that. Far more, there, are, there are far more things that we can in, involve in our life than the mere basics. I love what Ash said about, you know, God provides the basics and he calls us to do the basics. But if you stuck to the basics in every relationship you'd have, you'd have some pretty boring relationships. And so before, we, before, we, before I talk any more about it, I just want to show you a, a video that was, uh, that was on TikTok. It was, and it's, it's about a relationship that this particular person has with his church and with God. So let's, let's look at the screen. If I'm honest, I never really liked the church. I didn't even really like Christians that much. I used to think of it like a package deal. Like you get Jesus and so you get the church and Christian thread. It's just part of the package. And uh, there are some bits you like Jesus, some bits you don't like so much. Just like the church and Christians um, used to find that a bit annoying. But I'd set up the church and go through it. I didn't really enjoy going to church. And then one day uh, I was at the back of our church in East London and someone said to me, oh, we need help to 
run the coffee team. <laughs> it's like, I was like working like 70, 80 hour week. I'm like, what? And they were like, yeah, we, Steve, we really do help running the coffee team on a Sunday. And I was thinking, I'm a barrister. I'm not a barrister. Like, I've got a job. I don't need another job to run a coffee team. I just, you know, sometimes you just can't even think of what to say. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. And, and I instead of like, why did I do that? So I turn up next week, like, you know, trying to get the cups, get the coffee right. As I handed these cups to people, something really changed in me. I found myself, as I handed coffee to these people, growing in love for that. I was like, these people are amazing. Like, this is this extraordinarily diverse community. It's been gathered from across the area probably not another place that looks as diverse and integrated as this. This is a miracle. And then I, even people I found a little bit more frustrating and complicated, as I handed them their coffee, I kind of grew in love with them. And I kind of basically fell in love with the church. And then I kind of went back to the person who'd asked me to, I said, we need a new coffee machine. We need better beans. We need better months. Like, we come on, these are amazing people. I want this to be the best coffee that they get. You know, they, they're coming to church on a Sunday morning. I got more and more passionate. I started to build a team to serve coffee on a Sunday morning. I sometimes say making coffee changed my life because I fell in love with the Church of Jesus Christ. I didn't realize why it was special. I didn't realize why it mattered. And as I made coffee for people, I suddenly realized, oh, the church is like, the bride of Jesus Christ. It's like the thing he gave himself for. Like the church is God's plan for the salvation of the world. There's no plan B. And God is going to build his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So like God is putting all his eggs in the church basket. And I realized over those few weeks, there's a beautiful thing here. Yes, it messes up. Yes, it makes mistakes. You'll never find a perfect church. But it's a beautiful thing. And I thought, that's why I want to spend my life building. Now, before you ask, uh, I didn't play that to get people to join the coffee tea. Uh, this video was, uh, I think Liz sent it to Ben as an encouragement for his dedication to our coffee tea. Um, and if you want to sign up, I'm sure Ben will be grateful. Um, but I didn't even show it as an encouragement to serve, to show what serving in church can actually do. Because I think what this guy Steve is saying actually goes far deeper than that. It's actually a great example of something that an extremely busy person who had no time and no expertise in a particular area had their perception of church and of God changed as they took that thing on. And... What I, what I think my problem is, and, and possibly some other people's problems, are that we are so busy that we are so sometimes just concerned with doing the right thing and struggling to keep our life in balance, doing the things that we know God wants us to do, that we miss opportunities to do things which are life-changing. And so, you know... I've got to ask, how many of us are holding back on trying something new, trying something different, something challenging, possibly something exciting, but we don't want something else on our plate? Or we're too stressed as it is, and we're starting a new business. That's got to be stressful, but is it new? Is it exciting? Hey, we need, we need to be praying. <laughs> Ashley, uh, 
I'd say we'd need to be clients, but I'm not actually sure what the business is and, and what sort of clients you want, so I don't want to dob people in if we're... Okay, most of us are fairly safe. Zero to nine-year-olds, uh, not too many here. Um, but, you know, the, you know, the kids are always sick. Uh, money is too tight. You know, all, all, all the reasons we give why, why our life remains the same, even though we're faithful, to come to church, we're faithful to pray, we're faithful to read our Bibles. And when somebody is insulting enough to say, how are you going to improve your relationship with Jesus and then insist that you do it today, well, it's just over the top. I mean, come on, who do you think you are? It's an interesting question, which I won't answer today. So we need to ask ourselves some key questions before we move forward in any of this. I think the first one is how important is a relationship with Jesus? Now, I'm not asking glibly because it's like, oh, 100%. You need to ask yourself, if you look at your life, how important is a relationship with Jesus in your life right now? Because we know it should be, you know, Jesus is number one. I wake up every morning and the first thing I think of is Jesus. Liars. But I think it's important because we need to say, okay, where are we in our relationship with Jesus right now? And of course, the question that comes to mind with that is how, how do you measure it? How do you measure how good your relationship with Jesus is without Delving into Christianese and saying, well, you're on your knees praying, you're, you're reading your Bible, you're, you're deep into the Word. That's it's a great glib answer, but is, is that all that we need to do? Is that all we need to improve? So are there other ways we should be measuring our relationship status? Because you know, in, a, in a marriage, we could, we could measure it like, how many times do I buy Vicky flowers? Okay, that's another question. Um, how many times do I make her a cup of tea? Uh, or perhaps another question. Um, <laughs> how many times do I allow her to buy shoes? Clothes of any sort. How, how many times do I give her free access to any internet shopping that she likes. And I, I, I don't keep a tight string on that because a lot of the stuff she buys is for me, so I'm, who am I to complain? <laughs> but the thing is, you know, how, how, do, we, how do we measure our, our relationship status? You know, perhaps it's because the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning is my wife, not Jesus. Mm. You've got you've got to you've got to butter them up sometimes. Um, so, yeah, th these are things, and because this this is our well, it's not there. Don't bother, don't worry. Don't put it up. Uh, our theme is is growing together this year. These are the questions I want us to actually think about and address as we as we come together on Sundays. Okay, we're gathering together to to grow and to do all of the, these things that you know, we, we're going to cover in the coming weeks. But who knows that if we're going to 
grow together as a community, we've got to start growing as people. It doesn't just magically happen that just because people gather together, there's, there's growth. As individuals, we we actually have to grow. And so we, we need to start looking, I believe, at how, how we can actually deepen our relationship with Jesus, living our lives the way we live them now. I mean, who here could honestly commit five minutes a day to focusing on on Jesus. I mean, is that is that possible? Five five minutes a day is not it's not too hard, is it? But what would you do with that five minutes? Because I suspect most of us, the first thing we thought, well, five minutes. I could pray for five minutes, or I could read my Bible for five minutes. But would that deepen your relationship with Jesus, especially if you're already doing it for five minutes? Or would it actually be something different? Like, could you take five minutes to ring a friend and take them out for a coffee? Pretty short coffee for five minutes, Chris. You know, this is a bare bare minimum. You're allowed to expand on these things. But what would it look like? And so over the next, I don't know how long, could be 12 months, could be just the first couple of months, I'm, I'm not really sure, but let's find out what it would look like. I mean, here, here's a radical thought. If, what month is it? February. If I challenged you this month, February, to find something every day that took up five minutes of your time that was going to deepen your relationship with Jesus, would that be possible? Fairly feasible to do? But what if I suggested come March that I suggested something else which made your commitment 10 minutes? Whoa. Silence. I thought, actually, by the end of the year, the 12 months in a year, 12 fives are 60, that's an hour. What if by December you were giving Jesus an hour of your day? Everybody's thinking, Gah. what do you mean, an hour? But, it dep- I'm not talking about praying for an hour. I'm not talking about reading your Bible for an hour. I'm talking about finding, and it doesn't, I'm not necessarily even talking about a block of an hour. I'm talking about focusing enough on Jesus so that when you look back at your day, you look and think, well, I spent, you know, half an hour having coffee with a friend who needed, who needed to talk. It might be a question, I mean, I, I listened to the, the Bible Project podcast. They put out one a week. It goes for an hour. That's 12, five minutes. I reckon I've got 20 minutes. That's at least five minutes a day spread over a week. And and I'm not joking. You can, it doesn't have to be five minutes of the same thing every day. If you're listening to a podcast for an hour on Monday, that gives you five minutes for seven. Well, I, you do the math. I don't, I'm not exactly sure how that works out. So it's, it's not a question of, doing everything every day. It's a question of looking at your week and, and making sure that you've actually focused something of your life that is the equivalent of an hour a day. Could we work up to that? I mean, I think you, you could just, I mean, if, if you don't want to listen to the Bible Project podcast, because that's too long, there's the Odd Father podcast, which is a, a lot shorter. That'll only give you sort of five minutes a day for four days. 
And it's, it's almost as likely as the Bible project to bring you closer to God. It's certainly worth a try. Um, and, and that's the other thing we've got to look at. Does write, reading your Bible, if you're not a reader, does reading your Bible more than five minutes a day actually deepen your relationship or do you resent it? These are things that we, we, need, to, we need to be looking at in our lives. Really? More closely than... Is that my... Yes, my wind-up call, that is. So what, I, what, I'm, what I'm going to focus on over the next... Now, next week will be a bit different. Nathan and Carmen are going to, going to uh, give us some information. So you've got an extra week to think about this sort of thing. But I actually want us to take a journey together. And I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to ask the question every Sunday. But it's going to come up. Now, what are we going to do this week? What are we going to do today that deepens our relationship with Jesus? Because I believe that if we're a people that can commit to that on an individual level, when we come together for worship, when we come together for connection, when we come together for prayer, when we come together to learn, if we have a focus on deepening our relationship with Jesus, then I believe that will change the dynamics of those gatherings completely. Can we stand this morning? I was going to have a scripture in all of that, but while I was looking for a scripture, I suddenly realized that, well, probably Jesus nudging me, I was just trying to shoehorn a scripture into my message, which is not quite the way you should really use the Bible. Just a hint there. And so I thought, no, it's not heresy to not use a Bible, Bible verse in, in your message. Um, it's probably more heretical to try and find one that fits what you're trying to say, just so you look good. So I want us to do homework. I want us to seriously think this week, what can I do? What is missing in my relationship with God? That actually may be a more important question. For people who are faithful prayers and readers of the word, don't stop at that. Think, okay, what's missing? God wants to be involved in your finances. God wants to be involved in your relationships. God wants to be involved in your workplace, in your dreams, in your visions, in your plans, in your connections. There's all sorts of different areas of our life that we often ignore our relationship with Jesus in. So let's take the opportunity this year to do it. Let me pray before we finish. Lord, we stand here humbly before you, acknowledging that below in our heads we know that you are our Lord and Saviour and our, our total focus in this life, that sometimes in reality we slip, we fail, we make mistakes, we sometimes put other things first, we don't commit where we should. But the great thing is that as we turn our eyes to you and ask for help, forgiveness, 
guidance, acceptance, healing, power. You are there to forgive. You are there as their father. So this morning we take that opportunity to ask your forgiveness, to turn once more towards you and declare you truly as our Lord and our Saviour. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit. Fill us this morning with a new passion, a new purpose, a new vision to be more like you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.